Hello. 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 Hi. Hi, ladies. How are you? Oh, good. How are you? All right. Good. I could not get in touch with Naquan. Okay. No problem. Um, or I left a couple of nasty emails, though. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Did you get the other email I sent from that guy, Ted Leather? Yes. He's trying to. Okay. Yes. Uh, that was a big oh. sigh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, still gonna get together. Mm -hmm. All right. I think I don't know where I'm looking. Where is it going to open up? Boom. All right. So I'm going to get started. Um, welcome listeners, uh, this podcast is sponsored by Perfect Piece of the Puzzle. Know that the opinions of, on this podcast are solely the opinion of the co-host and not of Perfect Piece of the Puzzle, Citywide Council on Special Education, and Parent to Parent of New York State. Uh... Let me introduce to you the co-hosts I have today. I have Maria Liriano. He is the mom of two boys. Um, one of whom is on the autism spectrum. Ellen McHugh, who has three boys. Uh, one of which who is uh hearing impaired and there is moi today uh i have one magical kid uh he has a rare chromosome deletion and under that deletion there is uh, a learning disability and global developmental delay amongst other things uh this podcast uh, it is to provide a relatable voice for parents of children with disabilities. It provides information and direct contact with persons at the DOE for support regarding special education related services in New York City. And we also provide entertainment. So uh, let's get into it. To uh, uh, to delay or not to to delay? That is the question. Uh, 
to delay school opening. What, what says do you think? I, um, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, oh, boom. What? Oh, before I continue, Gloria's here, I think. Okay. Gloria! Gloria is in the building. Hey, oh, that was a quick call. Right. What no, happened? actually, I never got, I didn't get on. I actually got into a car accident on the way home. Are you all right? Are you okay? I'm okay. My car is pretty much total, but I'm okay. No way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what happened? But I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm I'm here. I was driving down the Bronx River, and I don't know where she saw a checkered flag, but she thought she was gonna run run to make the end of the Indy 500 and slammed into me. Um, oh God! And I in turn ended up hitting the guy in front of me. Oh God! So my damage is to the front and the back. So my, the steel framing of my car is all dented. My uh, trunk is is smashed in. My my hood is smashed up. Yeah, but I'm okay. I was I was able to drive it home. Oh my God! Jesus! <laughs> oh my God! But I'm okay. Listen, it's just material things. It's material. It's you know it can be replaced. You know. Um. So thank God. You know. I'm good. I'm good. Are you I don't. Sure I don't. Have, okay? I don't have whiplash. You I can't tell you. Yeah. What is wrong with you, lady? Well, be in the bed, laid up, drinking. I'm sorry. We're we're having a. <laughs> no, I mean, my 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 my. You know, they want they they wanted to send me to the house. I was like, but I don't feel anything right now, so I didn't want to. You know. But um. But you know, like yeah. I said, we'll deal with the damage tomorrow. That is what it is, you know. Those things can be replaced. I'm, I'm, a, I was able to walk away. Thank God. Right. Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But yeah, getting back to what the podcast is. <laughs> <laughs> now I feel like anything we have to say doesn't matter right now. And we're back in gear. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, I guess let me introduce no. you because I didn't. So, you know, another co-host that showed up is Gloria Corsino. She has <laughs> sorry, I popped on. Boys. <laughs> right, right. I wasn't even expecting to pop on. Uh, three boys, yeah. two of which are on the autism spectrum. And mm -hmm. tonight's topic is to delay or not to delay school opening. That is the question. So, thoughts. <laughs> I love the subject line. <laughs> right. Who's first? Who's Who's delay or not? Or not <laughs> that is the question. Right. I, Ellen asked me. So, I'm a little, what is the answer? I'm on, I don't really have a, I, I don't know. I don't have a thought about it. So, anybody else? If they have a thought, immediate one. Yeah, I do. I mean... Look, I, I think every school should feel like so, administration. So what's your answer, Trisha? Good. Do you delay or not delay? What? Can you hear? Uh, I don't think you can hear Maria. I don't think you can hear. Yeah. 
Oh, she fell off. Yeah, she couldn't hear you. Can, can she yeah. hear me now? Can you hear me now? No, no, she fell off. So go ahead. Go ahead, Maria. Right. I didn't fall no. off. So I've... Oh. Where are you? No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't, I'm outside. I'm outside. I'm, I no, haven't no, even no. gone upstairs I, yet. No, literally. I, <laughs> no, on the, on, the, on the thing, I didn't see you. So I thought you fell off. <laughs> yeah, no. It, it, like, I, it felt like I went through a tunnel and I heard voices that sounded like from Mars, but then I'm, I'm back. Sorry, <laughs> it really did. It sounded like. Can I'm you hear me? I can hear you, Maria. Yeah, I can hear you, Maria. You guys are as disoriented as any of the answers that we've gotten from the Department of Ed. Oh my God! And I am not we wishing bad luck on anybody. But the, Gloria has managed to do what the DOE does to us all, distract us from the question. <laughs> I must be the mole. I must be the mole. <laughs> you are. You are. She's, the, she's the Kanye. She's the Kanye of the... Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Distract. Deflect and distract. Distract and deflect, right? Right. <laughs> okay, right. so getting Let's back to... This again. Okay. Maria. All right. Thank you. So, um, so I, I've been speaking to some of the administration and, you know, the biggest concern is um, cleanliness and health and safety because they have gotten no answers from the DOE regarding like PPE or like extra cleaning supplies or funding for any of that. So my deal is, you know, I, I think every school should open when they feel like, you know, it is safe to open. And that's that. Like, whether it's a delay or not delay, like, everyone should feel like they're, you know, safe and in a healthy environment. I mean, I, I would love to send my son to school, you know, tomorrow. But I think... um Every, everybody should feel comfortable and protected. But what does it look like? Well, for the staff that I've spoken to, for them is, you know, um, lots of PPE and, you know, extra staff for cleaning and supplies for cleaning. And they, they have not received word for any of that. No, that's not, everybody, that's not what I meant. Every, when you talk to people, it's send them all back, send them back in stages, don't send them at all. But nobody seems to be able to say this is the process of sending them all back, sending them in stages, or don't send them at all. I've seen a letter that... Uh, United Fed, I'm sorry, that um, CSA, the Council of Supervisors and Administrators, put out. And it's two pages of questions that they yet have an to answer. Yeah. The United Federation of Teachers mm -hmm. has said repeatedly that it can't urge its um, staff to go back if people haven't been assured of safety. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But... And the DOE says we're working on it. Even 
when you question them. They're, and I got to admire them for their honesty. A yeah. lot of times they say we don't know. Head. Yeah. So, so if they don't know, and two of the largest compartment Unions. departments, the United Federation of Teachers and the Council of Supervisors and Administrators is saying, they're not sure. Why should we, parents of kids, whether you have them on the spectrum or are typical, really feel comfortable? Yeah. But I don't know what the alternative is. Here, well, here's my, here's before, my thought, right? Ahead, um, what's your thought? And and this might be more of a like pinpointing individually. I I think that it need, this whole process needs to be broken down by school and what each school is capable of, because according to um, Matt School, they're like they're good. And maybe that's where my sense of um, comfort lies because, I mean, I even offer it up as, as, as an individual, as, as Matt's mom and a parent um, within the school and as well as my nonprofit is to supply, like supply the school with PPE, whatever that looks like, right? And I, I mean, literally got shut down because they were like, now we're good. We have everything. The teachers are pretty much equipped. We have everything that we need. Um, and was the, the, what their process is, is being broken down for their school. So me, I feel comfortable. I'm, and I guess that's where I'm like, yeah, of course he's going to go back because his school is prepared for whatever that looks like. And they have a plan in place. And to find out that, you know, his nurse from his school has been at the rec centers this whole time. So, well, you know, how I feel about the rec center thing. So I feel comfortable in sending him back to school because they have given me that level of confidence. Um, but again, I have a plan of my own of saying, listen, if this doesn't work for me in a month of him being there, then we're out. Well, it's sort of like a probation, so. Right. Yeah. You know, and I and I I'm with you. I mean, I you know I'm having been home all these months and with two of them, and this you know no school bus, no school mentality. You know, um, you know I know that I've spoken to their powers, so I know that on the on the bus they will be fine because I know how protective they are with my boys, and I know that I my you know I've been assured that. Where there's not going to be more than three students on a bus, and my boys have to have a power for each other, so that already rules out way too many people. So we might just get each a bus each, or a bus for each family. That's the first thing. 
I think my biggest concern is that um, speaking to the administration in my building, they're still waiting for more guidance. I mean, my principal has broken it down where, yes, there's going to be three students in a classroom, so it's not more than, you know, the ratio. Um, it's half of that, you know. Um, so that, that rules that out, which is a good thing, you know. And we're a big enough building. We're not co-located that we are able to do social distancing. And I know that she, we have a nurse on each floor because we have four floors. So my principal hired two more for one for the front entrance for the kids who come in off uh, off of the bus um, in front of the school. And then there's a side entrance for the students in wheelchairs if they choose to come in or we choose that as, an, as, a, as another entrance they'll be there parked. So they'll be taking temperatures. And as a student gets off the bus, they'll be identified by either their para or the attendant. They go through that checklist, scan, and the temperature is gonna go next to, you know, but it's also gonna be compared to the best of my knowledge with what my, my administrator showed me that, uh, that what they'll do is they're gonna say, well, what temperature did you have when that child got on the bus? So they'll be able to say if there's a change, or it should be it should be consistent. Right. I'm confused. So can, Are you saying uh, that you're going to have six nurses in your building? Uh, no, we have four already that work in our building because we have one nurse for each floor because we're a, right. a, a self-contained building, and, and then because you said, we're a big school, she in turn I I believe hired two more to nurses? assist. Yes, to assist. <clears throat> remember, you have to remember, she now has, you know, that she's now going to have to add temperature checking at the door. If you have four nurses doing that, how long does it take for these kids to get in the building? She, she wants the process to be easier so that these kids can get into the building. So they're not congested. Like in a hallway, like they're all trying to get in at the same time. So she's all trying right, to make sure gonna, that it's, yeah, so they can expedite it faster. Is, I'm just going to put this understand. out there. Yes, go ahead. Okay. So how many children are in your school? Yeah, 665. Yeah. So a, a third of them will go in a day? Mm-hmm. A third of them will go in a day. So that's 300 and some odd children. Yes. Your principal, and granted, these children have more needs than others. Yes, absolutely. Your principal is saying that it's going to take six people to scan the children into the building when there's 350 kids. Mm -hmm. Think about something like Stuyvesant High School that has 5,000. Exactly. Even if, even if they do a third. Yeah. They're That's not going to the have... They're not yeah. going to have that resource. Absolutely. The mayor, the mayor is yeah. saying one nurse, that they're hiring 400 new nurses. Yeah. We know there's 1,800 buildings. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, uh, I can see what your principal is saying, that she needs that staff to do it. Yeah. But she does. As she said, what? I won't. And then even then, Ellen, there's, there's a... She's still concerned that that's not going to be enough. 
you know, because she's concerned because we have the most vulnerable students in our building. District 75 students have the most vulnerable students. And if you have parents who have had their child home with no PT and they're tired because they've been the physical therapist, the, the remote teacher, they're overwhelmed. They're dying to get that kid out of the building, out of their house. They don't care for how long a time they need a break. So I'm not doubting that, but yeah. what I'm questioning. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ellen. What, what you're I'm questioning? What I'm questioning is, here's your example. Six nurses for 330 to 50 mm -hmm. children. Yeah. And yet, when you hear or see or understand what they're talking about in the papers or from what the mayor and chancellor say, mm -hmm. they're, they're saying one full-time nurse per building. Yeah. And I think I think what 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 um what what the chancellor's um issue is is that he is not I think he thinks that all students are just like Gen Ed students. Yeah, you know it's different. I don't think that he distinguishes the difference between District seventy five, and this is just my perception because when he says one nurse per building, that's impossible. When I have four already, how is it I'm going to have one nurse? Even for 300 students, if I had one nurse for 30 students, it'd be too much. But doesn't doesn't District 75 you know? have, have a have a different budget altogether? Absolutely, but even then, okay. this is going to sap it up even faster. You have to remember, we have the biggest budgets because we have the students with the most one-to-one Paris. But that's what I mean. Um, so yeah, uh, so so. It sounds like, you know, your principal and Trisha's principal, you know, have the resources no, to create not, a safe what environment. They, what they've done is they've done, they've worked logically. No, but they also I don't have know the resources. That they, I mean, we have to be honest. Like, if they no, have no, no, all the no, 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 there's never they enough. Need, no, no, no. My, I didn't my say, wait, is not, listen. My school does not, I don't think it's the, the school that is doing it. As per uh, the coordinator, it's the parent, the teachers and the the therapists that are equipping themselves. And it's not even oh, like so on large scale. Yeah, they're exactly. personally doing it. So they're, okay. they're yeah. doing it for themselves in order to be exactly. able to okay. participate. Okay. So okay. what exactly. the therapists are doing okay. and the teachers are doing is buying um, their scrubs. Own. They're buying yeah, scrubs, and and that way they're not technically cross-contaminating between school and home and mm -hmm. home and school. So that's what they're utilize. They're planning to utilize in in school, and that's why I'm saying they're coming up with their own strategy exactly. of how to move. Absolutely. It's not based on all this Budgets, funding and yeah. stuff. It's not based yeah, on no. that. As as the individuals that work there, they're they've got a strategy down pat. Exactly. Not based on what the school is doing. They're coming up with these ideas, which yeah. I love. And this is yeah. why I'm like, I feel comfortable because these are the people that are working with my child. My, my exactly. child, child. And exactly. they're coming up with a plan themselves. Absolutely. I see if and that's the what school my head had doing. come up with a plan, that would be a, a totally different discussion. But knowing that the individuals that are working with the children are coming up with a a, yeah. a smart plan, I'm cool with yeah. it. 
Not only but that, I, that I, they I, are I, working. If you're hiring more nurses now, I mean that's that has to do with budget. I, I mean, I don't know how. But the but let's but listen. Can but think that one nurse is it's going to okay, be able so to listen. handle a whole school. It doesn't so, make sense. So this is what 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 you you know you have to remember principals are able to manipulate their their they're able to their own budget, administer yeah. their um their own budget and it's just yeah. cutting stuff that you don't need out just to create money for that mm -hmm. stockpile. Yeah, I'm going to make a hard observation here. What's what's in your hard budget, observation? In a budget that a principal gets, almost mm -hmm. ninety percent of it is already dedicated to staff. Absolutely. If they get a million dollars, that means $900,000 is dedicated to staff and $100,000 is dedicated to everything else. So Thanks, in exactly. my own in my own yeah. disbelief, people were underfunded to begin with and now you're asking them, I, Trisha, I admire you for your faith. Now you're asking the same people who have been traditionally and historically underfunded to cut monies to create yeah. PPE and other to, yeah. to provide for personal protective equipment when in some cases they can barely provide equipment materials for the kids mm -hmm. already. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know if we're being sold a bill of goods or not is what I'm saying. Well, I think I think I'm with Trisha on the res on the respect of I'm going to give it a try. As their mom, I can pull it at any time, you know. And you know, being an observant mom as I've been all these years, I know when what's off, what's not off. And I have a, an amazing working relationship with my my administration and my and my teachers, you know. There's no sugarcoating anything, and I'm more than sure that they they don't have to speak in many words for me to know. <laughs> How are you, honey? They don't they don't need to speak in many words for me to know and figure out what's not working. And I don't think that they're going to jeopardize themselves, let alone my kids, to, for to protect any agency. You know, I think right. that in the long run, if this is not going to work, you know what? You don't have to say. Guess what, Gloria? You know what? This is what we're down to. You know, you know. I there, there's enough subtle ways to make it obvious that I should say, okay, you know what? I'm not comfortable with this, and I'm gonna pull. You know, yeah, and at the end of the day, that we have to, you know, we have to trust our instinct as parents. Um, and look, I've never, I've never been one to mince my words with anybody, and you guys know that. Um, so it's really about, you know what, I'm going to watch and I'm going to take a chance with the people that I trust, which is the people that I work closely with, you know, and I have worked closely with for the last six years and have not, have never had an incident of doubt or any or otherwise. So if this is what they're telling me, I'm going to trust them and I'm still going to keep observing. I'm, I'm going to watch everything, you know. Maria, do you feel the same way? Yes. Yeah, I mean, look, I, 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 you know, what's great about all of us is that we have a good relationship with the staff at our children's schools. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. we know the pulse. 
and exactly. we're you know and and we know our children very well at the same time so yeah i mean i'm gonna see and i am gonna send him and uh, you know i i speak with the staff you know weekly and they you know let me know what's happening or, or what they're comfortable with what they're not comfortable with you know I, I am still frustrated that there's no guidance for related services how that's gonna look like you know and and everyone is still frustrated for that reason so i mean yeah i i'm just gonna wait and see the the same you know i'm gonna send him and then let's see what works and if it doesn't, then, you know, I'm going to get on my soapbox like I usually do. Does anybody think that it would be worth it to do a gradual opening, a phased-in opening? Well, I, I said, I've been saying that from yeah. the get-go. Yeah. I said, our, technically, said our kids could be the, the first to go in <laughs> because, I mean, listen, or whatever. I don't know. Preschool, let's start preschool. I don't know, but I, I, I mean, I said that from the summer. Let's let's get some of the kids in, see how it works. But let's then get, again, let's get let's get data to see how this can or cannot work. We can't, we won't know what won't work until we try it. Yeah, this whole we thing, could, like this whole concept of let's just. We could have did it from summer school. Because there's, there's yeah. much yeah. less yeah. kids going yeah. to school in, for summer yeah. school, which yeah. is okay. just which our is kids. Yep. And we could have did that, but we didn't do that. So, Well, I think one of the things that I always admire about, about just the 75 is the best practices. Um, we tend to have the most, because we work with the toughest kids in the mm -hmm. sense that, you know, transition and all that other stuff, behaviors, um, you know, health needs, all, all those all those things incorporated, we have to be creative in ensuring them their safety first and, and education is incorporated into that safety mentality. Um, you know, just look at your incident reports of things that happen in your school building, you know, because they're a matter of public record, they can't keep anything from you um, because you're entitled to, you know, maybe not see the who is involved, but you can see the numbers. Um, you know, one of the things that my principal, when she and when she became the principal at my school now, uh, in the Bronx, my school was one of the highest um, of students being EMSed out, and my principal hated that because she said that means that we're not trying to work with our students; we're just shipping them off, and that number came down drastically. You know, she worked with her um, staff, her team. They create. They came up with. She hired more behaviorists mm. to give strategies, not only for the staff to de-escalate, but the but teach your children de-escalation techniques. So, what's that got to do with now? Okay, I'm saying that the best practice. If if D seventy five has been good at this all along, why not? Why couldn't we be the test of how we can uh, reopen safely? because these are the most vulnerable children. But the opposite extreme is that these are the most vulnerable children. Why put them in a dangerous situation? That would be the other 
Right. Well, let me ask the you how, Let me ask you a question. How do we know that everybody's actually quarantining in their house? How do we know that children are not being exposed by their own families out in the neighborhoods without social distancing, without masks? So, oh, how yeah, do we Jackson know? Get, you know, you, Jackson, you know, I, I just want to invited to birthday parties all the time now. There you go. And so what, what I what I want to know is we're holding just uh, the, the system to make sure that our children are safe. But what are we doing to make sure that our children are safe? Right. Right. Yeah. So okay. that's my thing. So we were right. the first educators yeah. and we're the first people responsible for those kids. So we know what we're supposed to be doing and we know what we're going to be looking for them to be doing. Yeah, I think I that do. that's what and yeah. and I think it could have been done in small groups. To start, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I don't think why it has to be like September 10th, do or die, everybody in. Like, that's so stupid. Exactly. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Why can't it be and, and not to Not to say that our, our children, you know, our children with disabilities are going to be guinea pigs. I'm yeah, saying no. the numbers-wise, it the just data. makes a little exactly. more sense. Yes. Because yes. you can't say, oh, we're just going to put Janet. Janet's a larger number than our population. What What are you then going to say? Oh, we're only going to do elementary school? Still a large mm -hmm. population, you know? Oh, we're yeah, going to yeah. just do middle school? Still a large number compared to our population. I think it would be a little bit easier. Still giving parents the option of saying, hey, if you don't want to, you don't have to, but we're starting with our population first. Um, mm -hmm. This is the framework, um, and you can choose 100% remote if you want to, and leave it up to the parents like they're doing now, because of course, we're still a part of the conversation. We're not going to do anything that we feel in our heart of hearts will jeopardize our kids' safety and well-being, um, but you also have to realize that we're still out here in this world functioning nobody's 100% been at home nobody's uh, not buying groceries uh, nobody's not shopping online all these things that are interacting with us on a daily basis is pretty much causing this uh, can possibly cause us to be interactive with this virus so they out of Clorox and Lysol wipes. I highly doubt everybody is wiping down every package and everything that comes into their house at this point. I think right now it's just about seeing if we can get our... All right, Maria. <laughs> Where did you get Lysol wipes and Clorox from? Because I still can't I got, find none. I got my stash, girl. I got my stash. <laughs> can't even. Yeah, but in the, but you in know the what? larger yeah, numbers, right. I mean, that's... Mm -hmm. That's kind of yeah. what it is. Yeah. It's not. Look, we're not. I, I don't, I'm not putting my son out there to be a guinea pig. But shoot, we already had the Rona, and you know we know what this ride is like at this point. Yeah. And I won't put. I won't send him to school to, um. You know. Purposely catch it, or purposely give yeah. it to another kid. Um, if they say, listen, Matt can't wear a mask and this is the, 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 the he's coming back home, you know, like, you know, smart move, mm -hmm. smart move. But he mm -hmm. also needs to be able to grow up 
and have all the tools that he needs to thrive. And I know full 100% I am not equipped to do that. Not unless I'm going to school online right now to become an occupational therapist, a physical therapist, a speech therapist, and a special education teacher right now. And I highly well, doubt that's even You can certainly get that up. done. You and Gloria can get that done in like <laughs> one week. Guarantee one week you guys will have your certification. <laughs> I don't got that type of time. Not that type of time. Yeah. I think you're right. And and you- I think we should also add to that. Like, I, I think it would be wise or it would be a great idea if we started with all the children who have IEPs, because that's not, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a large enough number to test, you know, and it doesn't single out the D seventy five kids, and it's sort of like a trial run for Janet as well. I think that would have been better than to just say, you know, let's all go back on this date and see where it lands. Do you think going back September 10th is a good day to go back, or do you think they should wait until October 1st? Look, at this rate, the problem would be in October 1st, I'll be honest with you. Um, but they need to they need to stop saying, well, you know, we don't have answers. You know what? If, if it's going to get you, if it's going to get you answers to give up, then do that. But by a certain deadline, there should be an answer. It can't just be that we continue saying we don't have answers because you know what? Then do whatever it takes to get the answers because, you know, these are children's lives. That's what leadership is for. That's what leadership is for. Exactly. And on top of it being children's lives, you're talking about, you know, parents. You're breaking up, Gloria. The numbers. Oh, yeah. Again, and I've said this before, Cass. We don't, hello? Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Hello? Mm-hmm. Yes. Can you hear me now? Okay. Um, yes. I've said this before. We don't know how many children are, are being abused, whether it's physical, mentally, um, verbally, because parents are frustrated and they were already at risk at home before this co- this pandemic. So now being shut in all this time, you can't tell me that there's not gonna be an added stress to the household. So the, 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 the risk of jeopardizing children's safety where maybe the safe haven was school. So we need to get, you know, we need to get answers of how you're gonna get this done. You've had since March, you know, you know, when you're rowing um, and you're turning, you're turning uh, the oars in opposite directions. So you should be doing, be able to do two things at once. Let's get this together. Let's align this boat. Let's get this boat rolling because we need to at least have a plan, a solid plan. We need to have a complete solid safety and one consistent plan that everybody can believe in. Not one story here, another story there, and people are being creative to try to ensure that that kids can go back and that everybody's safe. Do you think that the teachers need more time to plan? 
What happened? Mm. It's been my, here's my thought. I have nieces who are teachers and therapists. And mm -hmm. they yeah. did not opt for summer school. So they did not work this summer because they've got little kids of their own. One of them actually yeah. just had a baby in mid-June. So yeah. they're going to go back in September with the limited and or no, haphazard training that they got in April and May and part of June. And now they're going yeah. back with an even larger possibly number of kids because more people will be sending their children if we follow the logic of you know it, I've got to go to work and I've got to be I've got to be able to say that my children are cared for and the kids have to go back to school all that I, this is my opinion I'm of the opinion that the teachers need even more assistance in learning how to use remote learning what was it? it sounded like <laughs> it sounded like a crypt just opened. Exactly. <laughs> that was my the, the building front door. Sorry, it's heavy. It sounds like tales from the crypt. I thought we were gonna die. <laughs> die? Yeah. Oh my god! You guys are so funny. Here comes, <laughs> here comes Dracula. But what do you what do you think the what do you think the teachers need? Oh, I don't even know. I I have here's the thing again. I'm going based on what what my school. Nobody said anything to me otherwise. Like they nobody's saying like I'm not prepared. Because I'm like, listen, be a straight shooter. Tell me. So I can make moves and you know all this other stuff but then the confidence level is like up there and so I'm just like okay you say well, I'm look I'm feel free it. feel free to donate to my school any PPE because I nobody's getting any <laughs> no they don't yeah no they're not they have not heard anything about PPE last I heard that the only the, the DOE has one, 30 days supply of PPE on hand. Um, so somebody wrote somebody wrote in that according to Mark Traeger, there's no money for PPE after it, October 1st. 30 days. Gloria, do you think you could <laughs> Gloria, are you opening the prison? <laughs> She closed the crypt. Now she's opening. I closed. I'm opening the other. I'm opening the dungeon. The the prison. The prison. <laughs> um, they also wrote the person. The same person also wrote. Where's the money coming for nurses? And they said, uh, "You are assuming there's money for these programs. Why there's no revenue?" I'm not sure we're what a that billion last dollars. Is. We're a billion dollars short in funding now. I admire people for saying that they feel confident that their schools are telling them they're prepared. But I can't admire a situation where logic defies the statement. 
But I, I am. How, how can you tell me that we're a billion dollars short in funding? We're going to hire 400 teach, uh, new um, nurses, and we're going to have all the money for PPE. They only have money for a month for PPE. That means they got to order it. they got to process it. They've got to get to the point where they can actually get good reporting from the school about data to go back to Gloria's point. How many kids are actually coming in? How many kids are on remote? I'm hearing from district representatives that, God bless them, teachers are telling their principals in schools, the vast majority of teachers are going back in person, 80, 90%, according to some people in some districts, wow. which leaves the principals up the lum because they don't have the money to hire somebody to do the remote. So are we, ask, are we asking staff, and I don't have a problem, I, I don't think staff would either, because they are dedicated. Nobody goes into this job because they hate kids, I'm sorry. But you know, are you going to ask staff to do both positions? And if you are, and if they agree, are you going to give them the support they need? This is not... You know, this is not like you get up in front of the, the classroom and you do your standard stuff. This is this is different. I mean, I've heard of, of teachers who conducted classes and the kids are in their pajamas, they're in their beds. I love that one. The kid did it in his bed. The other one, they turn off the video so you don't even know what they're doing. Well, they could be on, I don't know, Minecraft while you're doing... The geography of South America. Did they show up though? But they showed up. They showed up and they signed in. But you know, you're a staff up. member. But you're a staff member that really cares. You want your, you want your kids to succeed. Right. Mm -hmm. Um. Here's what my school also told me. <laughs> My teacher is also doing, <laughs> you know, they're stellar at this point right now until we show up the first day because, you know, once I show up, that's the end of that. Um, the teacher that is teaching live instruction will also be doing remote learning. How you like that? I was like, all right, that sounds great. I have every vote of confidence in this in this um, option of her doing remote and <laughs> live teaching. So again, like I said, we're doing this on a trial basis to see how well it works. When would you collect the data to see how it's working? So would you say in, in mid-October you'd want to see, you know, outside of your own personal experience? You want to see what's happening in other schools or you want to see how many kids are showing up? Supposedly, and this is supposedly, 23% of the students have not signed on once since the shutdown. Wow. Right. Right. That's, and that's, that's over 200,000 kids. It's big. Right. Yeah. Right. 
My one of my kids is one of them. And what's what's the scenario for that? The scenario is remember, no school bus, no school. Right. I love that scenario. Right. The other scenario is mom, dad still have to work. Right. And can't juggle both. Right. Uh, The next scenario is (laughs) no internet service. Right. Uh, what's the other scenario? Home no iPad. No iPad, no no work, no sign on. Uh, it's a hundred and some, I know. think it's 114,000 children in homeless shelters. There is right. no Wi-Fi access at any homeless shelter. Oh so there, there goes party of numbers, the, a good majority of the numbers. And the rest of it is, you know, mom, dad cannot juggle remote learning and work. So what gets sacrificed? Having shelter over your head or your child's education? I mean, if he don't want to sign on, why are you going to argue for? I got work to do. You know, I'm going to go to my work. Did you see the public advocates plan or outline? No. His his first statement was to survey people to find out child care needs. Well, and I was like, a duh. Let me be the first. Yeah. I, I, it didn't even dawn on me. It's like, geez, there's yeah. an idea. Find out how many people need it instead of making vague pronouncements about the fact that there might be 50,000 openings for childcare. Right. There's there's a, a lot of moving parts to this and n- none of it is cookie cutter. I mean, definitely not in in our world and I, I mm. clearly not in in the gen ed world. Um and again, I think we we're we're even though we're we're having this broad discussion, I think it's more than just the broad discussion. It has to be drilled down a little bit more. And each parent or each guardian has to really look and ask the questions of their individual schools and what that looks like. Um, and I don't think we can really take the word of the administration, being the DOE, UFT, like we really have to drill down and find out from our schools what their actual plan is. And if you don't have a, if they can't even answer simple question, PPE, do you have it or not? Then you then have to decide from there how you want to move forward because that does not, that would not give me confidence. And, and not having a strategy would make me concerned about how they would handle um, possible exposure. I feel confident with my school and everything they've said to me, even to the point of schools not even starting the same time, schools now starting at 8.45 and ending at 2 o'clock. Oh. Yep. Is that yep. because of the instructional lunch? 
Uh, no. Supposedly, they're mapping out um, giving more time to the teachers. Uh-huh. Because of the, their, I guess because of their plan of the same teacher is going to also be doing the remote learning. So they're giving right. their staff enough um, time to uh, plan. I guess. Are they giving? I don't know. Are they, are they I, I don't know. But that's that's their strategy. Cuts it to my day, but I guess whatever is working. If they feel like eight forty-five is their time and two o'clock is the the good enough time, I'll run with it. And again, like I said, I'm I'm giving my my this run a a, a month because I'm taking. I'm taking Matt to school and picking him up. And I, I, you know, that could in and of itself be a burnout for me. And I'll probably be over it by then. Is he far? Is it far? 45 minutes. Wow. That's enough. That's an hour and a half each way. Right. And to map out the fact that, um, I would need to craft out a very crafty work day because by the time I drop him off, come back home, I'm home back at like 9.30 and then have to leave at, at about one uh, fifteen. So my day is from 9.30 to one fifteen. Maybe I'll get yeah. a catheter and never get up from my seat. I was going to say, and then you have to go back. Maria, what are you going to do? Are you, what, are you Maria's up the street. Yes. <laughs> Maria's up the street. I'm like ah. blocks away. From her school. Yeah. I'm not up the street. I there, am. There, there, about, there's I'm the end of that discussion. Blocks away. <laughs> I can walk. We can walk. No, but Jackson was used to taking the bus. We're not We're not doing that. Um, but it's, a, it's about a... It's about a 10 minute walk from my house. Um, yeah, I mean, let's see. Let's see, let's see how it goes. That's I'm, a lot. I am open it's as a lot. parent as to like, you know, what can I do to help, you know? So let's see. What would you think well, about Go ahead, Ellen. Sorry. I was going to say, what would you think about, I don't know, for lack of a better phrase, a task force at the school made up of somebody from DOH, Department of Health, somebody who's putting away her cutlery. And... <laughs> somebody who's opening the crypt. She cannot stay still for five seconds. She just can't. No. Just what, what, what would you think if they put together, you know, like you're supposed to have a school leadership team, but this would be in addition to, but as, essentially what you would call maybe a school safety team or a school, um, and I don't know, admissions or a school task force that involves the Department of Health and the Department of Mental Hygiene. Hmm. 
some of these, some kids are going to go back having lost a parent or lost a loved one oh, or wow. God forbid because folks lost a job now in shelters because even though they may not have been evicted, they can't, they can't contribute to the household where they live. Um, I yeah, just think I that mean, they... I actually know a social worker who had, she says she had three, um, three children pre-pandemic um, that she saw regularly, regularly, and now going back, she says she has about a hundred and something. Of course, love to talk. Yeah. She already knows? Yeah. Holy smokes. So, yeah. And she, she, she wants to do it remotely. Yeah, because that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Jeez Louise. So. A <sighs> hundred something on her yeah, caseload? Over a hundred, mm-hmm. Lord. You know. I don't envy is, her. This is, this is no One easy. school in the Bronx. One school not easy it's really not easy no there's no decision is a good decision no decision seems to be a smart decision <sighs> i don't know you know I, i'm just worried about the, the same sorry i don't mean to curse but the same shit happening you know like you know with the ieps that there's going to be no accountability for anything we're just going to keep going in this circle of we're going to open, we're going to close, we're going to open, we're going to close. Like nobody is owning, nobody is, like no one's doing anything. And um, I'm just nervous about that. Like when you say, you know, Ellen, like there should be some sort of task force, you know, maybe to assess the children per school or whatever. But, you know, if there is no money, then... <laughs> The school, yeah. Is it on the leadership team at the school? Is it? Is it on the parents' association at the school? Is it on a, you know, the Department of Health? Yeah, I mean that. That's the big question, right? Who is responsible for children's health at school? I don't know, but I'm about, I, I'm gonna take responsibility for at least my school. Let me see what I can do there. What kind of? Well, no, what kind that's, of that's what we should all be saying. Of course. I don't know, cause I, that's only that's only idea I could immediately come up with. Cause I'm trying to make sure that my kid is good where he is going, and then if I can do some more, that's where it's gonna happen. So if I can get somebody to funnel some coins to my nonprofit so I can assist more schools, then. I'm all for it, but uh, for Ooh, now, maybe we could have like a virtual fundraiser for your not for profit. Well, to give please. funding to to a school for like for because I'm need. about to order some some masks, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And if the idea of and I I kind of like the idea also that the the teachers and the staff came up with is doing their scrubs right 
So this way they don't have to, they can just worry. either put it on yeah. and, and just take it off before they get into their, their home. Yeah. And not have to worry about their clothes. And hey, add that to the list. Some scrubs. Uh, what else we need? Do we want them little blue booty things that they use when uh, <laughs> at the hospitals? Let's get those too. I don't know. I like the blue booties. <laughs> whatever, whatever it looks like to assist, to make it make sense. So there's that. Um, I'm also doing a forum on August 27th with the occupational therapist because I feel like that's one of the hardest things to recreate at home. What do you mean a forum? A forum where parents can come and ask questions from a board certified occupational therapist as it relates That is dynamite. Yes. So if you need help with writing, you need help with dressing, you need help with... uh, 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 shoelace tying. You need help with um, creating a plan for sensory outputs. You know, by all means. Uh, you got a flyer. Uh, so you can go to perfectpop.org/ot. Okay. And I'll definitely email it out. It's on our website. So if you go to our website at perfectpop.org and look for the tab that says OT, everything is on there. You just have to register. Um, I've got to ask the $64,000 question. Does the person speak Spanish too? Ooh, good question. Let me email them. Yeah. I know because there's a whole community of Spanish speakers that really are seeking information all the time. I have to figure out how to get um, maybe record these things and get them translated in Spanish. Um, but I mean, I feel like this is this is something a start to something. If there's anything else that, um, well, maybe you could I, get the DOE to provide simultaneous translation. All right. I mean, Ellie, shoot, we could certainly me. ask. Call me because I need a sure. response. Hey, Chandra. The other thing I just. Yeah, I mean we're we're doing it on on the twenty seventh, and and it's in hopes to help assist parents. That's just even giving basic tips on what occupational therapy is. So, that's the plan, um, and hoping to do do more things, reimagining what this whole idea of uh, blended learning. <laughs> learning looks like helping to assist families as best possible um and helping helping the schools i mean at this point you know we're all in the same boat and we can't look to the administration at this point so we've got to help each other you know? um, there's another forum too next 
Thursday. Thursday. This thir is the 20th Thursday. Yeah, there's a, a forum on reopening. I'll get you the um. I'll get you the flyer. Okay. I think it starts at seven. But I'll get you the flyer. Okay. Yeah. Oh. All right. Ladies, well, it's nine thirty. I know. I was just about to wrap up. Ladies, it's been a pleasure. Um, anything as always. Our good. Brightest... <laughs> and Gloria. Gl Gloria's still here. Anything good to end off today's podcast with? I'm here. I'm alive. Oh, there she goes. There she goes. <laughs> I muted my phone yeah. to finish putting away the dishes. Thank the Lord. <laughs> and then she threw them all in the crypt anyway. Right. <laughs> yes. The crypt, the crypt keeper came and got them. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, so on a high note, let's end on a, yes. the super high note. Joy, joy, happy, happy. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Let's go. Maria. Funny story. I mean, it's not happy, but it's a funny story. So um, we had to go out somewhere, and my significant other and my kids were in the car, and I was up here because, of course, I'm always the last one because I have to get everyone else ready. And apparently, I was I was taking too long, so I hear honking and the, and the phone ringing, and I'm you know, <laughs> getting all frustrated and like pissed off. So I get in the car, and I'm like, Jesus, like I can't even take a shit. Right, right. <laughs> Somebody robbing me. So Jackson goes, "Mommy taking a shit." <laughs> Mommy taking shit. Great. <laughs> well, we're totally unfiltered today. Sorry, sorry. But right? Was, oh my oh goodness. My Real life is unfiltered anyway. You know that. Very true. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> Ellen, they're happy, happy, yes. joy, joy. Happy, happy, joy, joy. My kids came to visit yesterday and brought sandwiches and and just hung out, which was really nice. Oh, yeah. Love it. That's nice. Love it. That's really nice. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, you know, they bought cheap sandwiches, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Looking a gift horse in the mouth, Ellen. Right. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> hey, Maria, what I'm happy, only happy, kidding. joy, joy. <laughs> Who, me? No, I'm only... Yes. She lived. Um, yes, you. Yes, right. Sure. I, right, I, right. I lived. I, um, I actually, I will say that I was actually, you know, no good deed goes unpunished. Um, I had actually come back from um, taking some food to my mom. Um, and on my way home is when I got into this accident. So, But I guess God was watching over me because it's just the car. Um, right. wonderful things, and I'm able to get on this podcast with you guys because I'm still here. So, that's my oh, oh, listen, you know, mushy, mushy. we can't take any of that stuff with us, honey. So, true, honey. No, that is true. Very right? true. There are very no moving true. vans behind a verse, honey. <laughs> 
Same kids. I've been the Egyptians. Listen, they built pyramids. And everything's I can't. Home. She's so ridiculous. She's so ridiculous. But so it's true, isn't it? The Egyptians. Always, always. <laughs> but listen, what, what what did they get to the other side? They broke into the pyramids when they died because the guards that were with them were starving, and they were probably the ones fleecing the place. Like the dude's dead. Come on, let's break, let's break everything out. It was an inside job. They were the inside job. <laughs> now we're gonna rewrite history because we're talking about the pyramids being fleeced by the people who are guarding them. <laughs> Great. Oh Great. I can't even. <laughs> Trisha, what's your well, happy, happy joy? <laughs> yes, what's your happy, happy, joy, joy? Remote learning is over. <laughs> Yay! For <laughs> the next three weeks. For the next three weeks. There you go. Exactly. Oh, so, God. I'm to my house a little bit. It looks more normal, you know, less crazy. <sighs> Lordy. The joys of life, and my son has realized that I'm happy. <laughs> That's good. Yay. Yeah, Yay. He, he's been saying, um, "Mommy, happy? Mommy, you happy? You oh, happy?" And I'm great. like, "Yes, son, I am happy." <laughs> Clearly, uh, because I'm happy. <laughs> so that's gonna be a right. new theme song, right? <laughs> because I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, until, until these three weeks are over. But for now, and keep Good praying thing. that my mama comes back. Yes. yes. We got this. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Keep oh, praying. Safely. We're waiting for her. So, yes. Thank you, ladies, again, for showing up another week, another Sunday, bringing all the uh, joy and laughter, knowledge, and good conversation to our remote learning talks. Uh, hopefully we can have an episode next week, but you know, like the DOE without fail, something's gonna mean. So, uh, <laughs> we have to be optimistic, not pessimistic. All right, all right, fine. <laughs> I have full faith in the DOE and getting it together. All right, let's not right. lie. Fingers crossed. Okay, great. <laughs> Crossing my exactly. fingers. That, mm-hmm. that yeah. there will be a better and your plan. toes, right? And your toes, right? Uh, goodness gracious! But until next time, I love you, ladies. Good night. Bye. Have a good night. Good night. Bye. Good night.